Peace be upon you. So the Shahada is the declaration of faith that a person uses to indicate the foundation of their belief. And if you ask the average Muslim, what is their Shahada? They will most likely provide you with the following statement. And they will say that their Shahada is, I bear witness there is no other God beside God, and I bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of God. But for many Muslims, they're unaware that this is the false shahada. That this shahada is not only factually wrong, it goes counter to the verses of the Quran. In order to understand why this statement is false, it helps to understand first what is the correct shahada. The correct shahada is best articulated in Surah 3 verse 18 where it reads, God bears witness that there is no God except He. And so do the angels and those who possess knowledge. Truthfully and equitably, He is the absolute God. There is no God but He, the Almighty, most wise. So according to this verse in the Quran, the shahada of God, the angels, and the knowledgeable is that there is no other God beside God. This is the same shahada per all of God's scriptures, including the Bible and the Quran, and has been the shahada for all of eternity. This is the first commandment in the Bible that we see in Exodus uh, chapter 20, verse 3. It says, you shall have no other gods before me. And we see this shahada in one form or another in the Quran about 30 different times. And in every single occurrence in the Quran, you will only see God's name mentioned in the proper shahada. Not once will you see another name mentioned beside God. Surah 47 of the Quran is entitled Muhammad. In verse 19 of Surah 47, it says, You shall know that there is no other God beside God, and ask forgiveness of your sins and the sins of all believing men and women. God is fully aware of your decisions and your ultimate destiny. So all these times in the Quran, it specifies that the Shahada is simply La ilaha illallah, that we are only to mention God's name. You can do different derivatives of it, but it's always there is no other God beside God. And it identifies the oneness of God. So where did this part of bearing witness to Muhammad being a messenger of God, where do we see this in the Quran? Interesting enough, it occurs one time in the entire Quran, and it's in Surah 63, which is entitled, The Hypocrites, and this is the Shahada of the Hypocrites. It says, when the hypocrites come to you, they say, we bear witness you are the messenger of God. God knows that you are his messenger, and God bears witness that the hypocrites are liars. This is the only occurrence in the entire Quran where you have individuals bearing witness to Muhammad being a messenger of God, and it occurs in Surah 63, which is entitled, The Hypocrites, and it is the Shahada of the hypocrites. So now we have a choice. We have the Shahada of God, the angels, and the knowledgeable on one side that's repeated some 30 times in the Quran in one shape or another. And then on the other hand, you have the Shahada of the hypocrites who bear witness that Muhammad is a messenger of God. Which Shahada do we choose? Do we side with God or do we side with the hypocrites? The choice is obvious. So what is wrong with this statement? What is wrong with saying, I bear witness that Muhammad is a messenger of God? One of the commandments in the Quran is that we do not make any distinction among God's messengers. 
This is most clearly articulated in Surah 2, verse 285, where it reads, The messenger has believed in what was sent down to him from his Lord, and so did the believers. They believe in God, his angels, his scriptures, his messengers. We make no distinction among any of his messengers. They say, we hear and we obey. Forgive us, our Lord, to you is the ultimate destiny. This commandment, to not make any distinction among God's messengers, is repeated four times in the Quran. And the response from the believers should be, we hear and we obey. And not try to justify why we should say Muhammad's name at the expense of all the other prophets and messengers. Consider when was the last time Someone said, I bear witness that there is no other God beside God, and I bear witness that Jonah is a messenger of God, or I bear witness that Jesus is a messenger of God. People don't make this statement. So by not doing that, by not mentioning all of God's messengers and prophets, they're making a distinction. And by doing so, they're contradicting this direct commandment in the Quran. Some people make the argument that this making of a distinction only applies that we cannot say we believe in some and we disbelieve in some. And this understanding comes from Surah 4 verse 150. But if you read it in context, this is not the commandment in regards to the distinction. This is simply one use case of how a distinction can be made. Surah 4, starting from 150 to 152, we read, Those who disbelieve in God and His messengers, and seek to make distinctions among God and His messengers, and say, We believe in some and reject some, and wish to follow a path in between. These are the real disbelievers. We have prepared for the disbelievers a shameful retribution. As for those who believe in God and His messenger, and make no distinction among them, he will grant them their recompense. God is forgiver, most merciful. To say that making a distinction simply means to believe in some and reject some is missing the whole point. This is just simply one example of how a distinction can be made. Again, if we read it, it says, and seek to make distinction among God as messengers and say, we believe in some and reject some. So this is an example of how a distinction can be made. This does not indicate that this is the only way to make a distinction. For instance, if your teacher tells you three times not to cheat on your exam, and then the fourth time tells you not to cheat on your exam by looking at your neighbor's paper, does that mean that the other ways of cheating automatically become acceptable? God clearly tells us not to make distinction between his messengers. And according to 2 verse 285, our response should be, I hear and I obey. Not try to find excuses to bypass this clear commandment in the Quran. Another argument that people make is that they show that God preferred some messengers over others when it states in Surah 17, verse 55, Your Lord is the best knower of everyone in the heavens and the earth. In accordance with this knowledge, we preferred some prophets over others. For example, we gave David the Psalms. So people pull this verse and they say, well, look, God is clearly making a distinction that he is indicating that he preferred some prophets over others. But the reality is we are not God. God can make all the distinctions he wants. This is what God does is he stratifies. He's the one who's the ultimate judge. God is telling us when it comes to us not to make any distinction among God's messengers. By elevating ones at the expense of others, we're making a distinction. By mentioning Muhammad's name in our shahada, we are making a distinction and we are breaking this crucial commandment. So back to the shahada. 
If God tells us to not make distinctions and people insist on mentioning Muhammad's name in their shahada at the expense of all the other messengers, then they are clearly making a distinction. Some argue, they say, this is because Muhammad is the final messenger. He's the khatam, he's the seal of the prophets. So by saying his name, he's encompassing all messengers. This argument is completely laughable because again, a distinction is being made. We are elevating one at the expense of the others. We're signifying Muhammad at the expense of the other messengers. And again, ask yourself, when was the last time you heard a Muslim say that they bear witness there's no other God beside God and they bear witness that Isa is the messenger of God? But what else is interesting about Surah 63, where the hypocrites make their shahada? saying they bear witness that Muhammad is the messenger of God, is that not only are they hypocrites, but God is specifically calling them liars. So why are they liars? In order to claim to bear witness to something, we have to have seen it with our own eyes. In Surah 28, verse 44, God tells the Prophet the following statement. It says, You were not present on the slope of the western mount when we issued the commands to Moses. You were not a witness. So here, God is telling Prophet Muhammad that he's not a witness to Moses receiving the revelations. So this is informing Muhammad that he cannot say that he bears witness to this because he did not see it for himself. He was not physically present when this event took place. Similarly, in Surah 21, verse 61, the response from the people of Abraham after he destroyed their statues was they said, bring him before the eyes of all the people that they may bear witness. In order to say that we witness something, we have to see it with our own eyes. By reading the Quran, we can say we, we bear witness to the Quran, the message in the Quran. But to say, I bear witness that Muhammad is a messenger of God is indicating that we saw this with our own eyes. We never saw Prophet Muhammad. It's incapable for us to make such a statement. And if we do so, we're bearing false witness, which is again breaking another one of God's commandments. Some individuals, they say, if in order to be able to claim we bear witness to something means that we have to see it with our eyes, then how do we justify bearing witness to God? And God has an answer for us in the Quran. In Surah 7, verse 172, it reads, Recall that your Lord summoned all the descendants of Adam and had them bear witness for themselves. Am I not your Lord? They all said, Yes, we bear witness. Thus, you cannot say on the day of resurrection, We were not aware of this. God summoned every single human being prior to our arrival here on earth, all the descendants of Adam, and had us all bear witness that there's no other God beside God. So we cannot say on the day of judgment that we were not a witness. So we did absolutely bear witness that there is no other God beside God, and that would not be bearing false witness. But there is also another problem with the statement of saying, I bear witness that Muhammad is a messenger of God. The question is, is Muhammad dead or alive? Surah 39 says, you, Muhammad, will surely die just like they will die. There is no question that Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is dead. That said, how is it possible for a dead person to be a messenger when we say we bear witness that Muhammad is a messenger of God? Muhammad was a messenger of God. So this statement itself to say I bear witness Muhammad is a messenger of God is factually inaccurate because a dead individual cannot be a messenger. 
that if we really wanted to be articulate at least, we would say Muhammad was a messenger of God. But for the previous points, even this statement breaks the simple premise of what the Shahada is. Consistently, God tells the Prophet to follow the religion of Abraham, Milat Ibrahim. In Surah 16, verse 123, it says, Then we inspired you, Muhammad, to follow the religion of Abraham, the monotheist. He never was an idol worshiper. So if Muhammad was commanded to follow the religion of Abraham, and the Shahada is the foundational piece for this religion, would it make any sense to think that Prophet Abraham mentioned Muhammad's name living thousands of years before him? Not only is such an idea comical, it's physically impossible. In Surah 4, verse 36, God tells us, You shall worship God alone. Do not associate anything with Him. Simply by mentioning someone else's name consistently beside that of God's is showing that we're associating another entity with God, irrespective even if we acknowledge that Prophet Muhammad was the servant of God, the fact that we're consistently mentioning the name of a dead human being next to that of God is showing that we're breaking this crucial commandment not to associate anything with God. In Surah 39 verse 3, it says, Absolutely, the religion shall be devoted to God alone. Those who set up idols beside him say we idolize them only to bring us closer to God, for they are in a better position. God will judge them regarding their disputes. God does not guide such liars, disbelievers. To think that we have to give salawat, prayers, blessings to the Prophet in order to be able to reach God is setting up another entity beside God irrespective if we say that it is a servant of God. We have to be content and fully satisfied with the mention of God alone. In Surah 39, verse 45, it says, When God alone is mentioned, the hearts of those who do not believe in the hereafter shrink with aversion. But when others are mentioned beside him, they become satisfied. Individuals who are not satisfied with their shahada being dedicated to God alone and are only satisfied when they say the name of the Prophet, that of next to God, is showing that they don't worship God alone. In Surah 39, verse 36, it says, Is God not sufficient for His servant? They frighten you with the idols they set up beside Him. Whomever God sends astray, nothing can guide Him. God is absolutely sufficient for us if we worship God alone. If we depend on mentioning other entities beside God, it's showing that we do not worship God alone. So consistently in the Quran, we see that the shahada is always that there's no other God beside God, that we never associate any other names in our shahada, that we don't make any distinction among God's messengers, that a dead person cannot be a messenger in order for us to bear witness into something, we have to be able to see it with our own eyes. Now the only place you'll see this shahada outside of Surah 63, which is the shahada of the hypocrites, is in the hadith. And now here's the question, you have a choice. The shahad of God, the angels, the knowledgeable, is that simply there is no other God beside God, the mentioning of God alone. And the shahada of the hypocrites is to say, I bear witness that Muhammad is a messenger of God. Which shahada do we choose? In Surah 25 verse 30, God tells us the response of the Prophet on the Day of Judgment. His response regarding his people is, The messenger said, My Lord, my people have deserted this Quran. 
Individuals who follow other sources beside the Quran are going to be led astray. They're going to be led to the false shahada and not the shahada of God in the Quran. In Surah 37, verse 35, it says, When they are told, La ilaha illallah, there is no other God beside God, they turned arrogant. Let's not make that same mistake. Let's be fully content with the worship of God alone. Let's not pollute any of our worship practices, this foundational piece of our entire religion, by mentioning any other names beside God. In Surah 3, verse 64, it reads, O followers of the scripture, let us come to a logical agreement between us and you, that we shall not worship except God, that we never set up any idols besides Him, nor set up any human beings as lords beside God. If they turn away, say, bear witness that we are submitters. God willing, we're going to end there. If you guys got comments or questions, please hit us up at Qurantalk at gmail.com. If you want to follow along the verses of the Quran, please download the Quran Study app on the iOS app store or go to the QuranStudyApp.com website. And if you like the podcast, please share it with other people. Leave us a review. And until next time, peace and God bless.